All right, this is The Real Deal. I'm Sarah Riley. I'm a wife, a mom of three girls, and a successful businesswoman. And I've been keeping it real since 1982. I'm not a self-made millionaire. Well, not yet anyways. I'm not famous, just a regular girl with big goals and a lot of drive. I'm extremely competitive, but mostly with myself. Okay, and my husband. Everybody, (laughs) I'm competitive with everybody, but I don't have to be the best, just the best version of me. This is the show where we keep it real on business, real estate, parenting, health, marriage, all the things. Nothing is taboo. This is real talk, real life, the real deal. Hey, it's halftime. Like, Sarah, what do you what do you mean it's halftime? It's halftime, you guys. It's June. We're halfway through the year. It's time to, like, do a halftime eval, like a huddle. We're in the locker room, you know, going over our plays. <laughs> Ready, break. <laughs> That's pretty much all. I have very little sports. I'm always, I was just reading this thing. I'm like, everything I reference is, like, paths, roads, and cars. And I don't know anything about cars, but I like to go fast. That's all I know. That's a start. That's a start right there. Uh, Well, no, really, it's about goal setting. This show's all about the halftime, you know, going back and looking at where you've come so far this year, where you're trying to go, and really sitting down and assessing, revisiting your goals. And I freaking love this stuff. Yes, you do. Love it. (laughs) I live for goal setting. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, I do. So we're going to get through it today. We're going to talk personal, business all the things. And right now, you I mean we do a lot of business sitting down and going over goals. I look at my goals monthly, quarterly, daily. I'm obsessed. Like every But minute. what ha- what happens to <laughs> every minute? Wait, hold on, let me look at that goal. Uh but what happens is for most people, you know, you set these goals at the beginning of the year, right? Which is awesome. You do your, you know, why well, having a hard time? What's the word? Uh, resolutions. Ding, ding, ding. Winner. Oh, my gosh. I need to drink more of my coffee out of my wifey coffee cup because I'm representing my wife title today. Had a girl. So we all set our resolutions for the year, right? But then what happens is life. And all of a sudden, you're just living your life. And then June rolls around. And where are you in relation to those goals you set? How far off are you? How close are you? Are you just like slaying it and you're coasting now? At the beginning of the year, we're excited and ready to like tackle the year, right? We've got all these goals. We're thinking we got a whole year. We got lifetime <laughs> to meet these goals. And then anything seems possible. You're like, yes, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And now it's June. And it's a good time to sit down and see where you are in relation to the goals that you set. And how far is it going to take you to get there? Are they still obtainable? Do you need to revamp your goals a little bit? Which I don't necessarily believe in like changing your goals at six months always. Sometimes it's necessary, but I think there's a lot of options you should exhaust first, mainly being digging in and seeing what do you have to do? What changes do you have to make to reach the goal? Because a lot of times they're obtainable. They're just going to take a little bit more work. So often the goals that we set seem really lofty when it becomes June, right? And then we're like, are we going to hit them? I don't know. Uh, They seem a little hard now, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or you, maybe you're you've already reached those goals. Dang, you reached Woo! your goals already, Carly? Yeah, of course. 
I want to be more Bru- like I'm you. I'm brushing off my shoulders right now. <laughs> Carly likes to do a lot of things like we're on television, uh, but we're actually on the radio. Yeah. You got to narrate your moves. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> but come on, we still have six months left. Six months is a long time. Do not give up on yourself because you're not there or it seems like it's too far away. Just the other day, I was on Facebook and an acquaintance of mine posted that they have, they're celebrating that they have lost 100 pounds in nine months. Oh, my goodness. 100 pounds in nine months. That's amazing. If she can lose 100 pounds in nine months, I'm sure we can do some stuff in six months. Yeah. Right? Yes. And even if you, you know, you try and you set your goals uh, or you, you, you try and reach the goals that you set in those six months still, and you have to dig in and make some changes to make those happen. And let's say you come up a little bit shy. Uh, okay. Well, first of all, you can go to bed easily knowing that you gave it your all. You tried. You did not give up on yourself. And secondly, you probably accomplished a heck of a lot more than you did the year before and you're further ahead than you would have been if you would have given up in June. Yep. Or changed your goal in June. True. So <laughs> it's time to revisit those things that you set out for yourself to do. It's time to shift into high gear, not let off the gas. Oh, See? my gosh. There Car it is. reference. <laughs> Hey, Benny, can you do some vrooms? I'm l- <laughs> I need like a shifting sound. <laughs> oh, that was just fine. Right there. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so like for myself, I'm slightly off from my work goal this year, just very slightly. And so it's not about resetting that goal to continue. Like if I continue on the trajectory I'm on, I'm going to do fantastic. But I won't hit the goal I set. I'm a little off of that. It's obtainable, though. Why are you looking at me like that, Carly? Because I don't feel like we're really off of that. We are. <laughs> we are. Okay. okay. A little bit. A but little bit. Just a sli- I said just slightly. Okay. So it's about reevaluating what we need to get there. What changes do we need to make? And how do we ensure that we hit it? Mm-hmm. So maybe, like I said, you're slaying it right now. Good for you. Way to go. You're ahead of schedule. You're better than everybody. Sweet. (laughs) Does not mean that it's time for easy street now. Or to let off the gas. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you get that? I got it. (laughs) No, you set the pace. Now I'm like thinking pace car. I can't even stop with the car references. (laughs) Yeah, keep them going. Okay. You set the pace and you need to keep it up. You can't just like start coasting now. Mm -mm. Because everything worthwhile is uphill. So if you're coasting, you're going downhill. I bet you if you set this goal... And you're, you're ahead of schedule right now. And then uh, you're like, hey, you know what? I'm doing pretty good. I'm just going to take it on, take it easy from now on because I'm going to hit that. All I have to do is just keep kind of doing what I'm doing. You will probably barely hit your goal because that's the number you envisioned. And unless you're pushing further or stretching your goal, you won't pass it. No. So why not keep pushing and see where you end up being, right? Set a new goal. Put a stretch goal. Early success does not guarantee future success. You have to keep working, keep pushing, because just because you did something great today doesn't mean that tomorrow you're going to nail it again. So now we're talking about goal setting. This is like my fave because I think I believe you should have two goals in everything. You should have your like big, hairy, audacious goal, and then you should have your get out of bed goal. And your get out of bed goal, I mean, it's like you jump out of bed because you're excited to hit that goal. It's not a like, okay, I'm going to get up today. (laughs) It's like, I'm so excited. I can't wait to go tackle my goals. You should have two. Because what usually happens is if you set a goal 
oftentimes most people set their goals a little bit too real realistic. They're not pushing themselves. They're thinking, I could do that, so that's going to be my goal. But your goal should be something that is stretching you beyond what you think you can do. So you have your goal, your get, jump out of bed, excited for the day goal. And then you have your ridiculous goal that is like, okay, this is, I'm excited to get this goal. But if I got this one, um, I'd be like, you know, walking on the moon. So you got to have both. And you should have goals for both personal and business. Personal, even more important than business, I feel like. But your business goals aren't all about money. In our industry, because I'm a loan officer, you know, a lot of our goals, generally most people's goals, are just based on how much volume or units are going to close because it's equated to how much money they're going to make. Their goals are based on personal income. So that shouldn't be it. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. You should have a, a range of business goals, right? Obviously, one is going to be production for any market. But then you're also going to have, you know, culture goals. Like, how do you want to improve your culture? How do you want to grow your team? You know, um, maybe you want to expand your brand or you want to create something new. There should be goals in a bunch of different areas of business, not just based on your income. Maybe you're setting goals for celebrating. That's something that I definitely need to work on. You know, at the beginning of the year, we sit down and line out what we're going to accomplish this year. Volume wise, income wise, we also we set the goals for the team and the branch. And but then also we set other goals like we want to have this many client appreciation events or we want to have this many team building, celebrating each other and our successes. And then at six months, when you look back and go, okay, well, I've only done a quarter of what I thought I was going to do. Now it's time to figure out how can you plan the fun because you have to plan for the fun, too. Yes. You can't just always be planning for. And I suck at this. I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm talking to myself because I suck at celebrating. Mm, you I'll, do. I celebrate like for a second. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> and then I'm just on to the next thing. Yeah. I don't take time to celebrate. How long have we had like, we've had this bottle of Dom Perignon mm-hmm. to open. And we've like, oh, we're going to open when we do this. Passed. Oh, we're going to do this. Passed. We haven't even opened it. Yeah. No. I am not good at this so I'm talking to myself here but it is important it's important to schedule out the celebrating because especially at work because the people that you work with man everyone's giving it all they're there every day more than they're with their family and if you're not celebrating and having fun together what is the freaking point I mean I feel like I entertain everybody with my witty humor of course that's not the same as going out on a wine event (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe one of your goals is that you want to have you know new Instagram followers, or you're casting a new vision for your company. There's all different goals. Money can't be the main focus. Aside from business, you also have your personal goals. One of them is also money, right? You're where you are financially. Maybe you want to pay off debt, save a certain amount, plan for a vacation. Um, Mom, dad goals. Like I know as a dad, Randy always wants to schedule out a time that he goes once a quarter with each of the girls on a one-on-one date. Super important. I personally want to have time with the girls alone where we do something active together. Because as a mom, I mean, I feel like I work and then we're doing chores and the kids are around helping you do things. But there's not a lot of intentional fun. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to schedule those things. It is. Otherwise, it doesn't get done. No. Maybe you want to implement like a morning devotional routine or something super simple. Mm -hmm. But those... Those things are so important and so often get overlooked. Yes. 
date night with your spouse. Oh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's been on the calendar this whole year for us. And really? Not once. Well, Carly. That's sad. That's why we're doing the halftime. Yeah. So we need to look at your calendar and figure out how we can schedule in that. Absolutely. I'm going to help you with that. I got you, girl. <laughs> uh, laundry time. Laundry. That could be date night, too. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> She was doing I quotation was doing marks <laughs> up in the air. Funny quotes. I was helping you out. Thank you. <laughs> you want to meet the uh, drive for the spin cycle? <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? That's that what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe mommy and daddy need to go talk for a little bit. So, you know, things like that happen. <laughs> talk, quote unquote. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. You know, sometimes you actually have to be intentional about being spontaneous. Yeah. You can't just think it's always going to work out. And that you're going to fit it in because, okay, we all have lives and kids and jobs and we whatever else you're doing and you're tired. Mm-hmm. So you have to make time. And health, you know, like healthy eating, exercise, those things are all super important. Never compromise on your personal goals. Okay, never compromise on your personal goals. If you're going to, you know, fall short on something, don't let it be personal growth, your family or yourself. Mm. Seriously. If you can hit these goals, what do you need to change to make sure they happen? What is going to push you a little bit further so that you can hit these things? We all had such good intentions at the beginning of the year. I mean, I know I did. I'm a goal setter, so I set out a lot of things that I'm going to do. And some of those things have changed, honestly, since um, now six months in. Besides, you know, life getting in the way and, and us maybe falling off track a little bit, sometimes you're doing great. But maybe your vision has changed. And maybe what you want halfway through the year is a little looks a little different than what mm-hmm. you wanted at the beginning of the year. Because yeah. six months is a long time to accomplish yeah. a lot of things, people. <laughs> so maybe you need to sit down and revamp because there are some things that I've realized this, this last six months that I want to be more intentional about and fo- focusing my time on that I wasn't even in my mind the first half of the year. So sometimes you're adding new goals. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you have to do when you're assessing your goals is – you have to measure where you're at. And the only way you can measure where you're at is by tracking. Oh, my God. This is my love language, tracking. He's getting so excited right now. <sighs> oh, I love tracking. Okay. If you're not tracking your stuff right now in business and your life, you should. Okay. I track everything, personal, business, everything. It's easy for me because I love it. But it is a necessity to be able to measure where you're at or what you need to do. And there's no way you can know where you need to go if you can't, if you're not tracking it, if you're not measuring, it's not measurable without knowing your numbers. For instance, in business, I track everything. Every lead I get, every source, um, the status of the lead. I have my conversion rates broken down monthly, the source of my business, and I know those numbers in a second. It's not like, hey, let me go pull that up. Like I literally track those numbers daily. They're updated on multiple (laughs) sources of information. Like they're there. We know, I know the ins and outs of my business, I would say definitely better than most. But you don't have to just track business because you can track your personal life too. Like let's say your budget. Most people have a budget for their family of what their plan is. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like your goal, your plan. You lay out your family budget, how much you plan to save, right? What you're going to spend on what things. But then aside from that, how are you tracking what you're actually spending your money on unless you do a P&L for your family? Profit and loss. I run one every single month for my family. So I know exactly how I'm tracking on my savings, like my savings for the month, for the year, uh, everything. I know exactly what my money has been spent on. And that way, 
I know what's going on. And mm-hmm. if you're going into things blindly thinking, I'm going to save X amount of money, but you have no idea how you're going to get there, how where your money's being spent. Because uh, we get off track. Things happen, right? Life costs money. It does. Stuff happens that deters you from your plan. But you can get right back on track if you know where that went, right? It went there. Okay, now I have to adjust this to make sure that I still hit these numbers. Mm-hmm. I can make it up in the next two months sort of thing. And the only way you know that is if you're tracking. <laughs> what if you're working out? Okay, like if you're going to run 365 days in a row, let's just say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who'd want to do that? I don't know. So ridiculous. Um, but let's say you are. Then you'd want to track, keep track of how many miles that you're running every day and what your average pace is. Because then at the end of the week, you can see how many miles you accomplished that week. Now, what's your weekly average pace? Because you got good days and bad days. Mm-hmm. And then month over month, like three months from now, six months from now, I can look back and say, oh, look at the progress I've made. I was running, you know, 10 to 12 miles a week. And now I'm running 25 miles a week. And my average pace went from 12-minute average to 10. There's no way to know that without keeping track of those things. Mm -hmm. You say, I'm going to work out four days a week. Well, shoot, then you need to put on your, not just block it on your calendar, but you need to have like a separate calendar that you're keeping yourself accountable. There's apps for that. (laughs) There's apps for that. There's apps for everything. You just say, like, my goal is, uh, I'm going to work out four days a week, and then every day you go to the gym, you get check, check, check until you get four. Then you know, and you look back, and you can see how are you doing on your progress. Mm-hmm. You got to drink water? Cool. There's an app for that, too. There's no way to know what you're actually doing because we lie to ourselves. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We always tell ourselves, I mean, it's like me. I'm just like, oh, I look so good. And then I check out the mirror, I was like, that mirror must be broken. <laughs> <laughs> you got one of those faulty ones, you know? We lie to ourselves about all the things. We lie to ourselves about how much money we have in the bank. It's just like if someone asked uh, the average loan officer what they closed a month, they're going to tell you either their goal month or their best month ever. They're never going to tell you their average because that's what they have in their mind. It's not like they're being deceitful. It's just that we lie to ourselves. Yeah. So the only way to be honest and accountable to yourself is to keep track of everything. I know you're thinking I'm crazy. I'm a little nuts. (laughs) I'm telling you. <laughs> it can sound a little daunting. It can. It feels good, though. If you're a list person. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. It feels so good. Okay. Now that you know where you are, you know how far you have left to go. So what habits are you going to put in place for the second half to get there? What has prevented you from reaching your goal? And what do you need to change or implement to reach it now? Oh, then I break it down into it. So six months or a year goal seems a little bit lofty, but a one-month goal or a quarter goal seems more attainable. Plus, when you break it down and you give yourself, like, I have I have to do this this month, and you just focus on what you have to do that month, then you have some sense of urgency. Like, it has to be done right now. This is what I have to do today mm-hmm. to meet this goal for this month, for this week, and then you focus on the next month. Yeah, because I think when it's so far out, we tend to put things off. Procrastinate. Mm-hmm. I'm like a huge procrastinator. For instance, I write this show at 4.30 every morning before I come here to record at 8. <laughs> it's the rebel in you, Sarah. <laughs> uh, you, I will not conform. <laughs> I do not fit in a box. <laughs> yeah, but it's important because we need that sense of urgency. We need that instant gratification. Yeah. So when you break your goals down to a month and then even to a week, and you're like, I, these are the things I need to do this week, and you do them, you're like, yes, okay, you're, you're winning. Now you go to the next week and you just keep winning and then all of a sudden it's the quarter and you're reviewing it and you're like, okay, yeah, wow, I'm on track. I'm looking good. Mm-hmm. And then you can sing. 
All I do is win, <laughs> win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> I just hear that song in my head over and over. We're funny. We are funny. <sighs> okay. Now we have to get really honest with ourselves on our time. Who owns your time? And who are you spending your time with and on? So there's this like weekly time exercise that I encourage people to do all the time, whether business, personal, whatever. It is seriously mind-blowing. And whenever I feel like I don't have time to fit things in, I make myself do it. And all you do is like print out a little calendar, a weekly calendar with all the times like throughout the day. And then, or you could just use a notebook or a piece of paper. It doesn't really matter. But you write down on there literally what you're doing from the moment you wake up till the moment you go to bed, minute by minute. So you're like, oh, I woke up at 4.30 and uh, I drank coffee and checked social media until 4.47. You know, that's what you do. So you put it all down there. And then for me, what I love about it is then you can go back and reconcile that time and highlight. So I color code things. So you're like, okay, if in business is green, that's money time. So anything I was doing that was generating business, prospecting, I highlight that green. If it's personal time, then I highlight that purple. Exercise is teal. So I have this little system and then I can go back and see where am I spending the time. Okay, what's going to blow your mind is is that the majority of your time isn't spent on any of the things that you say are the most important things to you. It's wasted. So if you want more time back, number one, do that exercise because it will change you. Uh, Number two, I would say the biggest answer in getting more time to fit more things into your day is uh, go to bed earlier and wake up earlier. Yeah. Pretty much that's the answer to it. How do I fit it in? Go to bed earlier, go to bed on time, wake up early. Yep. The most productive hours of the day for me are like between four and eight. When I get to work, I've already I've already responded to everything important. I've already checked my email. I've already worked out, had my coffee, I've journaled, I've got my head straight, I probably listened to a podcast or something while I was getting ready. If you want time to fit in an exercise or you want time to meditate and have more you time, then do that. If you need to have time later in the day to go get your nails done, but you just got too much stuff going on, cool. Get up in the morning and fold your laundry. Yep. Then in the afternoon you don't have to do that. Cause when everyone's sleeping, <laughs> that is like the magic. That is when all the things happen. The golden hour. It is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Sparkles, glitter. Uh-huh. Once you know what you're spending time on, then you can make room on your calendar for what you actually want to be doing. I love that. It's like a puzzle. If you like puzzles. I don't really like puzzles, but I just- <laughs> <laughs> You're not patient enough. Uh-uh. But I do like... I do love managing my calendar um, because you have to make sure you have the, the balance of personal and work, which is really hard to do. And I would say sometimes we negotiate ourselves out of things like, oh, I don't have time to do that for me because I need to spend time with my family. Yeah. Well, hey, guess what? If you schedule your calendar where there is time for your family and you already have it on there and you're already going to do this thing with them, then they're not going to care that you go to get your nails done for an hour. Because you have prioritized them. It's when you don't prioritize those things that it feels selfish to go take care of yourself mm-hmm. because you're just working yeah, or whatever else you're doing. But when you're intentional about your calendar, you're like, this is the time I'm spending with my family. This is the time I'm spending on myself. This is the time I'm working. Right? Yeah. Don't worry about your Netflix series. It will be there. Just go to bed. <laughs> yeah. And wake up and tackle the day. Ooh. Oh, there's a sports reference. <laughs> 
<laughs> Benny gave me a thumbs up. Um, you got to hold yourself accountable accountable to your schedule, though. I review and update my schedule weekly. This is so I could have a whole show just on scheduling. It's huge, but I'm always changing it because I'm always changing my focus of what I want to spend my time on. So Carly puts things on my schedule for me and I put things on my schedule. So at the beginning of the week on Sunday or Monday, I go in early in the morning and I go through my schedule for the week and I schedule out all of my personal things so that there is space. And Carly knows when she's booking a client appointment that like I already have something there. I'm going to the gym at that time. Yep. Because if you don't put it in there and you just do all the other things and you think, oh, I'm going to fit it in later. Well, guess what? It never fits in. It does not. No. You have to be intentional. And then daily, I look at, you know, daily we look at the schedule too. And just like, how's the stay going to go? Okay, what do we need to add in here? Mm -hmm. But I feel like as much as important goal setting is, your calendar and your time is just as important because you can set any goal you want. (laughs) If you're not prioritizing your time and doing the things you need to do to reach that goal, then, hey, it's just like something flying out there. And You have to be intentional. Yeah. Okay. So set the goal and make it happen. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to be? And what does that ideal version of you look like? What do you spend your time on and with? And what does your business and work life look like? What does your home life look like? If you're a parent, what does your daily routine look like? You know, you have to think about it and dream up what you want those things to be and then make it your reality. Focus on it. Visualize that person doing all those things. Mm-hmm. What you focus on, you manifest. Yes. If you envision yourself being that person every day and you set the goals and then you have the intentions and you take action, guess what? You will be that person. You will hit your goals and then you get to dream up the next even better version of yourself. Love it. The fastest way to not hitting your goals, guys, and not being the person you want to be is by giving up on yourself. So you've got six months, and that's an incredibly large amount of time. So go make it work for you. Yes. Hey, you want to hang out with me more? You can find me at sarahnicolereilly.com. And if you need some more real in your life, check me out on Instagram and Facebook. Sarah Riley, Senior Mortgage Advisor, NMLS 180007, Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 2289, is an equal housing lender. This is not an offer to enter into an agreement. Not all customers will qualify. Information rates and programs are subject to change without notice. All products are subject to credit and property approval. This show is brought to you by the Riley Home Team with Fairway Independent Mortgage Corporation. For those of you who don't know, I run a successful mortgage business and have had the privilege of helping thousands of families finance their dream home. It is so crucial to have the right team assisting you, not only so you have a great experience, but more importantly, that you're making a sound investment that reaches your long-term financial goals. We have become one of the top mortgage teams in the Northwest by providing the highest levels of knowledge, expertise, and service in the industry. I always say you only know what you know, and because we've done it all, we know a lot. If you want to talk to anybody about financing, I'm your woman. You can find out more about my mortgage business at RileyHomeTeam.com.